Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're chatting with Daniel Ball from the Ball Brothers. This is a band from the US that have gone viral with uh, the song It's About the Cross and many other great uh, songs they've released. We're going to find out a bit of their story. Uh, Welcome to the program, Daniel. How are you, brother? Hey, Matt. Thank you for having me on. I am doing great. Well, it's great to connect with you today. Uh, my wife and I are big fans of the band. We love the the song. It's about the cross, and we've seen some of your other uh, clips that you've released over the years as well. Looking forward to getting to know your story, but let's find out a bit about you personally. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Lincoln, Illinois. It's right in the center of the state of Illinois. A lot of people are familiar uh, with where Chicago's at, but we were downstate uh, Illinois, right in Lincoln, and... Uh, Unlike Chicago, it was a very, it's a very rural area, uh, lots of uh, farm ground. We raise corn and soybeans there. And so we're based out of Georgia now, but we grew up in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And tell us about your faith journey. Were you raised in a religious household? Yes. As a matter of fact, um, our dad, who now drives the bus and is our sound technician, was a minister for 30 years, uh, both as a music minister and a lead pastor. Then uh, later on in his career, he retired from pastoring about two years ago. Uh, but growing up, uh, as long as I could remember, we were around the church um, every day of the week. Dad was there working. We were um, there helping out in ministry. And uh, so from a very young age, was introduced to the things of God and uh, to the Bible and to His Word and to the teaching um, but it wasn't until I was about seven years old where I actually came to faith in Jesus Christ and realized that it wasn't just enough to know about it or to sing about it or to talk about it, but it had to be a personal decision I made. And uh, I remember accepting Christ into my heart as my Savior on a Sunday night. And uh, what was interesting was the we had the invitation at the end of service, and at that time my dad was a music minister, and he was leading the invitation hymn and saw that I had come down to the altar on the altar call and just stopped singing right in the middle of the invitation hymn. The piano kept playing, the organ kept playing, but he came down to pray with me. Oh. And uh, I told him that I just had felt God calling on my heart, that it was time to get saved, and uh, I, I still remember it like it was yesterday. Mm. And was there a big change in your life after then? Yeah, I, I, I remember I remember the change that took place. I remember just the, the perspective and, and the awareness of, uh, you know, being involved in, even at a young age, sin and different things like that of of consequence and and, uh, the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart and uh, really at that age started calling me towards ministry of some type, although um, through my younger years I didn't understand how I would be involved in ministry. I just was open to, you know, God, however you want to use me. I guess initially I thought that it would be in a role 
of maybe a uh, music minister or a pastor like my dad was, um, but just really stayed open to however God called me into ministry. And um, from that, started singing with my brothers in church. Um, just anytime we had the opportunity to, we would sing a special in service for a special night. And uh, it wasn't until I was um, 25 years old that I actually had the opportunity to start singing professionally as the Ball Brothers and um, really found that that was where God had been directing me and calling me, Um, even though that wasn't really one of my goals set up when I was younger. It was just kind of more, you know, God, how he opened up an opportunity for me to serve. And uh, so in 2006, uh, we started singing full-time as the Ball Brothers and. That was myself, my older brother, Andrew, and my two younger brothers, Stephen and Josh, and uh, met up with a guy that you might have heard of over there. His name is Bill Gaither, Yeah, and uh, uh, got on some of the Gaither videos and introduced us to some folks, um, Ernie Haas and Ernie Haas and Signature Sound, um, put us on their tour in 2006, and um, from there, we started recording music, and... uh, really one of the useful tools that we have found has been the internet um, to be able to reach people, not just across the United States, but across the world. And with some of these videos, it's amazing. You um, you're given a song and you record it and you put it out through their traditional means, which was radio here in the U S and the song went out to radio and it did okay for us, but it was never a hit song. And um, it seems like YouTube and Facebook um, was really a platform that it kind of went viral on. And that resulted in over 40 million views um, for just the song It's About the Cross on Facebook um, over the next several years. And that has opened up opportunities for ministry into places that we've never had the opportunity to go and sing. Um, we, this past year, went to Germany and sang for the first time. We did two concerts in the Netherlands um, for the first time, and uh, we're going to um, Switzerland in 2020. And so it's it's great to see the doors of opportunity that God has opened up through the technology that he allows us to use. And we're just continuing to looking for ways to be able to grow and expand, and not just to get the message of the Ball Brothers out, um, it's to be able to get the message of the gospel out through the songs that we sing. And then secondly, in our ministry, we want to see believers encouraged. One of the things about growing up in a pastor's home is that you see a lot of people that have accepted Christ in their heart, um, that are saved, but somewhere along the way they have lost the joy of their salvation. And so we really feel that a ministry of encouragement to believers is also an important aspect of what God has called us to do in ministry. And so through that, um, you'll find a lot of our songs are positive and uplifting to the believers, and um, just a lot of content that we post online isn't always heavy content. Sometimes it's just something to make you smile, um, just to remind you of the goodness of God. 
And uh, we've really been able to have a lot of fun with social media in that way. Well, it's been inspirational to uh, see the success of It's About the Cross and many other great uh, songs. And I know you did Old Church Old Choir, Choir recently, yeah, from uh, Zach Williams. That one went well, didn't it? It did. Um, that one got about 3 million views on Facebook. And um, Zach Williams, of course, is a great singer and songwriter that has a wonderful and incredible story. And uh, he allowed us to cover his song and kind of do a vocal harmony rendition of it. And, if you know, Zach, Zach's rendition is absolutely wonderful. Um, but he allowed us to do a vocal harmony rendition of it, and it went over really well. We've added it to our concerts. People are in, enjoying it. And so we're actually kind of looking to some of the other songs um, that maybe people have heard on Christian radio and thought, you know, here the the pentatonics will take songs that are popular in pop music and they'll do a vocal harmony rendition of those. And we thought that would be fun to do with some Christian songs, take a song that people are very familiar with and just give a different take on it. And uh, Zach has been great to share some of our stuff on his Facebook and YouTube page. And uh, it has just been a lot of fun singing it. And tell us about your concerts. Uh, obviously, you'll do a lot of your original songs. Do you do a lot of hymns and, and you know, classic gospel songs as well? We do. Um, the Ball Brothers, uh, stylistically, the vocal harmony is and the message is at the key of every song that we sing. And so what people will find in our concerts, we say it's music that spans the generations. And basically what we've tried to do is to be able to go in and sing to the people of the church, and we find that that's of all ages. And we like to be able to go in and minister to a grandchild with their grandparent at the same concert and be able to sing for both of them. And so what we've done with our music is taken some of the styles that you would have heard on the radio 40 or 50 years ago and have kind of brought those back and renewed them. And then we've even taken some of the newer stuff and... Um, giving it a different spin on it to make it sound um, just timeless. And so you will hear uh, maybe a Fanny Crosby hymn uh, that's over 100 years old, and like Old Church Choir, maybe a song that was very popular just this past year. And so being able to do that, we're able to minister to a large variety of people in a large uh, age range. And so you'll hear hymns, you'll hear... Uh, gospel classics, you'll hear new um, songs. We have original songs um, that we've written and added into our programs. And it, it makes it, it an interesting mix of music rather than just coming with just all old music and all old hymns or just new, new music. We find that a lot of people actually listen to a mixture, and that's what the Ball Brothers come in and sing is, is a mixture of both old and new. And one of the reasons I contacted you is because, you know, my wife's a big fan. She loves the song. It's about the cross. We've done a dance to it at our church, and everyone loves the song. Uh, we play it on the radio, uh, you know, here regularly in Australia. And I'm just curious to know about your uh, Facebook post you did recently saying that you're thinking of coming to Australia one day. Is anyone interested? And you got a whole bunch of feedback there. We did. It was o overwhelmingly positive. And um, so whenever we got to looking, the Ball Brothers have about 300,000 people that follow us on our Facebook page from all over the world. And, uh, of course, the main concentration of those followers are in the U.S., as expected. Um, the uh, second 
is Canada, our next door neighbor. Um, but third, we were interested to find out that the third concentration of followers was actually in Australia. And that's one of the places that we have not been to to perform live in concert. And we figured if there were people that were listening to our music all the way uh, down under that maybe we should start looking towards planning a trip there. We, we tour in Europe every year. Uh, we tour in Canada every year. And so we thought, why not Australia? And so we just kind of put it out there and said, hey, who's out there who might be interested? And so really it's a lot of planning and a lot of prayer that goes into it that God would open up the venues um, and line them all up, be able to get a timeline. And um, we were able to, through that post, um, have several people that have emailed into the Ball Brothers through our website or through our Facebook page and said, hey, when you come this way, would you consider doing a concert here or would you consider doing a concert here? And that really helps us out in the planning stages to be able to find uh, where we need to go and uh, where we need to sing. And so it's a big country. I, I, we know it's a beautiful country and uh, we've admired it from afar, and we would actually <laughs> like to be able to go there and to minister. Well, we'd love to have you down here sometime. And uh, one thing that a lot of people don't know about you is that you have done a bit of acting as well, and I was reading on the website that you once got to double for Chris Pratt, and you've worked on films with yeah. Tom Hanks, Robert <laughs> Downey Jr., Clint Eastwood, and Tom Cruise. What's that like? Yeah, so uh, right, right now we're based out of Georgia, and um, a lot of people are familiar with a lot of the movies being from Hollywood, um, but Atlanta, Georgia in the U.S. has actually become a secondary film hub for a lot of the movies that are produced. Um, uh, Pinewood Studios is there that does all the Marvel movies, Avengers, uh, Spider-Man, Ant-Man. Um, a, a lot of these different films are now being filmed in Atlanta. That's not too far away from us. And so I had some friends there that worked in the music or in the, the, the movie industry, and uh, they said, hey, um, we're, we're setting up for this film, and uh, we need someone that's Chris Pratt's size, height, <laughs> eye color, hair color. They said, and it's you. Would you come and uh, photo double for Chris Pratt? And so what I was able to do uh, was able to go in, and they kind of went through and set up the lighting. They tried out costumes. They, tr they built sets. Um, and I got to walk through and do all the hard stuff, and then Chris Pratt got to go through and do the acting, which I think is the easy part. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. And then um, I got to, from that, do a couple just small background things, you know, just standing in the background. But I got to be in a movie that Clint Eastwood directed, uh, the movie Sully, um, and Tom Hanks was the lead character in that movie. And so getting to work close with Tom Hanks, then Robert Downey Jr., Cool. In um, the Spider-Man Homecoming movie, got to spend a day on set very close to him. And it's a lot of fun um, just to be able to observe uh, their process from very close up and see what they're doing. And uh, it, it's been a fun experience. It's been a learning experience and been able to take some of the things that I've learned uh, from some of those huge movies and seeing the productions and in a small way, add those back into some of the media that we provide through the Ball Brothers and be able to learn some tips and tricks from some of the very best in the business. 
Well, it's great to hear that uh, you've got your your foot in the door in that industry as well. But let's get back to the Ball Brothers, mate. What a great band. What a great success story after uh, releasing, uh, you know, It's About the Cross and then and, and now Old Church Choir and, you know, other video clips on YouTube and Facebook that have just gone absolutely massive. And uh, I know that uh, Southern gospel music is actually quite popular in Australia. A lot of people love the Gaither Homecoming series and uh, yeah. love that music. It's quite popular. So let's hope and pray that the door opens for you to come and visit us down under one day, hey? It would be great. We would love to do it. And thank you so much for the interview and having us on. This is the Ball Brothers' first radio interview in Australia. (laughs) Very cool. Well, once again, if people want to find out more, the website is theballbrothers.com, or they can search The Ball Brothers on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram. You know, they're on all the social medias. You can find them on there. And uh, we pray for the Lord's blessing on you. I reckon you're History Maker, Daniel. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Matt. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we appreciate all of your support. The vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus all over the world. If you've got a suggestion of someone we can interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians, and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.